Today's daf is daf nun. We're holding about uh, ten lines down to two dots on nun amud aleph. So we said that there are different types of tumas mace that force the nazir to uh, begin his nazirus again when he becomes contaminated, which involves having to go three days and seven days of paraduma, taglachas, the shaving, bring korbanis, and resume his, and then begin his uh, nazirus again from the beginning. And one of the forms of tumor transmission was known as netzo. And today we're going to discuss what exactly this netzo is. Alkazais mace is on a kazais of a dead person, or if the kazais is made out of netzo. So, ezuhu netzo. What exactly is netzo? So what the uh, Gemara is going to tell us is that Netzel refers to some type of liquefied flesh. The flesh of the mace liquefied, and then either it's in liquid form, remains liquid form, or it recongeals. So either it's in liquid form or it congeals. But that is enough to call, uh, that it's called Netzel, and that is what's referred to as Netzel min So it's not the Kazai's Botser anymore, but the Kazai's Botser already has liquefied and either uh, reconstituted as, as congealed mass, or it's still in liquid form. So the, the, the Gemara is, uh, is, is quoting, I believe it's a Brysa, Ezu Netzel, Botser Hamais Shenikrash. It's either the flesh of the, uh, the, the corpse, Shenikrash, that congealed, Umayel, or if it is in liquid form. Now, there are other liquid secretions from the dead body that are not, uh, do not have the capacity to transmit tumor like a kazai's busser, such as saliva or mucus, certain types of mucus. So therefore, how do you know if it's in liquid form that this is actually contains the full kazais of a maze. Isher tiach, Tesis explains, when you heat it up, if it bubbles. When you heat it, if it bubbles, then it's a sign that this was liquefied flesh as opposed to some other type of secretion. But nevertheless, so the, 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 the I, I guess this is a Bryce, I'm not sure, but uh, the, the, the uh, description that is given, either it's the kazais bosom in a maze that liquefied and then congealed, which is shakarash, or it's mild, it's in liquid form, if it is able to bubble when heated, this is a sign that it is netzel and it transmits the tumor to the, uh, to the nazir at the capacity that it requires him to begin his nazirus again with taglachas and korbanas. So now, the one wants to understand the case over here, what does it mean that the flesh, uh, gazai's uh, flesh that congealed? Now, in the understanding, the Havamina, we're going to see, we're going to change this. The Havamina is that the ability for liquids seeping from the body to congeal does not have to be specifically if it is liquefied flesh. Even other forms of liquid mucus or saliva can congeal as well. So that's what the Igmar is trying to clarify. Hey, what's the case over here of the Vasar Hamesha Korash? If we don't know 100% that the liquid that congealed actually came from a kazayas mace, maybe it was from some other form of bodily secretions, we don't know for sure, so even though it congealed, 
my hobby, why is that, a, why is that uh, require immediately that the Nazir have to go through his Tahara process as well as Taglachas and Korbanas? If it's not really a Kazai's maze and you don't know 100%, so therefore, why would then, why would we require, even allow it, I mean, it might be Chulim Ba'azara to bring those korbanas. So Ella must be the case he's talking about, the Yadina Didei, who, who? So it must be we're talking about that when it, already that from the, the point when it liquefied, we knew, we saw that it was a Kazai's of, of Basar, and it liquefied, and then it's telling you, and then after it liquefied, it congealed, and it transmits tumor. But then why do you need it to congeal? Even in its liquid form, it's natural, and it transmits tumor. We're trying to figure out, the, it, it, the second part of the statement, clearly somehow we're not sure, and therefore the way you test it is you let it bubble. You check it with heat, in liquid form does it bubble. The first half, where it congeals, so it's much you don't have to test it. Well, why not? There must be, you know for sure. Well, if you know for sure, then why do you have to wait for it to congeal? Or why do we have a case where it congeals? Already in the liquid form, it already transmitted the tumor. So, even if it did not congeal. So, the Gemara now says, your understanding of the question, the premise for the question, was, 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 was faulty. Is actually, the Brisa is dealing with, the statement over here is dealing with, a, uh, a situation where the kazai is congealed and you did not know was it from uh, basar that had liquefied or was it from some other secretion which was not have the capacity to, to, to disqualify the nausea. But the point is that if it's able to congeal, it's a raya that it came from Basar. So actually other forms of secretion such as the mucus and the saliva will not have the capacity to congeal. Only if it's actually netzel minamase, that's where it can congeal. And that's why 100% unequivocally, even if we did not know for sure what secre- what, if it was a secretion or it was a liquefied, if it congeals. So the way to read the, the statement is that if you want to know if something is natural, you have two choices. If it congeals, then you know for sure that it was natural and it's bustazo. That could only, only bustam and amaze can congeal. And on the other hand, if it's still in liquid form, you have another way of checking. What's the other way of checking? Because in liquid form, you cannot assume that it's, it's bosser, because it's bosser. Then you have to heat it and see if it bubbles. So that's how you read it. I'm Rabbi Yirmiyah Bistam. It's so much star means that we are, we don't know 100% for sure that this was a liquefied piece of bosser. It could have been other secretions. So, ikarash then if it congeals, that's the way to know. Moelhu, then it's a rhyme. Moel means it was liquefied flesh. Loikarish, if it's not able to congeal, so then maybe it is considered to be saliva or some other or nasal mucus. And therefore, the only way to check it is to see with heat, will it bubble or not. Let's go right to as Rabbi's uncle the following Shiloh. So we're dealing right now with this concept of netzo, which is liquefied flesh, Right? And the Shaila, and, and, and there's a, a halacha, and probably it's halacha Moshmi Sinai, that it has the capacity, like a regular Kazai's Basar, we don't say it loses its capacity once it liquefies, no, even in liquid form, it has the capacity to transmit to Mace, and will make a, uh, disqualify the Nazir. The Shaila is as follows. We have another type of tomb, which is known as Tumas Nevela. Tumas Nevela is, uh, is, is a, a piece of basar. We use the word, uh, treif, 
incorrectly. The word tray we use, you go, you go into, into Ralph's and there's a non-kosher piece of meat there, we call that meat is tray. That actually, ni- 99.9% that tree is not, piece is not tray, but it's actually nevela. Tray for is if it had slaughtered, you slaughtered a kosher animal and you found that it has one of the 18 defects that don't allow you to eat it. Nevela is if it died without being slaughtered. So therefore, most non-kosher meat is nevela, not trefer. The issue at hand is that if it's trefer and you slaughtered it, it has a capacity that no longer can transmit tumor. Nevela, if it died without shechita, then it has a tumor's nevela, through maga or masa, you can become tome. doesn't have much impact on us today. We're not uh, eating korbanas. Uh, we don't eat carbonus, but if, 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 uh, or, or we don't eat, uh, a truma, but if a person becomes tome, tumus nevela, he'll become tome. So the point is that, what's the issue here? The question is that what if you had a piece of nevela that liquefied? So, does that also have the capacity to transmit tumor as it would in its Buster form in a form before it liquefied? Do we say this idea of netzel that we said applies by the nausea for Tom and Mace, does the idea of Netzel also apply by Tumas Nevela in liquid form, a Kazais of Bus in liquid form by Nevela has the same capacity as if it was in its solid form as well. That's the Shaila. So, buy me now, buy me, Rabbi. Yes, Netzel Behema, ain't Netzel Behema. Me, Amri, non. Do we say the Bach as the word Ki? Ki, Gemiri, the Alocha Moshe, Menshin, Moshe, Menshin, that Sinai we learn of Netzel is the Asim Adam. That's specifically when it's Netzel from human flesh. Abel, the Asim Behema, but if it's Netzel that comes from animal flesh, Loi, and once it liquefies, it no longer has the same halachas of transmission of tumor. Maybe there's no difference. Well, netzel is netzel. What's the difference if it's from human flesh or animal flesh? If the idea of netzel is that it has the same uh, same position as if it was in its uh, solid form, then it should make no difference whether it's tumas mace or tumas nevela. So the says like this: This shaila actually would not be a shaila depending on one's position. There is an argument. We'll get to it in Meseches Bechores, Meseches Chulin, is that at what point does an animal, that the, 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 the meat, the flesh of an animal, lose its status of nevela, which means it no longer has the capacity to transmit to it. At what point of decomposition? That at some point when it decomposes, that it's no longer called nevela, and therefore even the mice and smashma, even for eating purposes, that uh, we don't recommend it, but if you would eat it, you would not violate, because it is now considered to have decomposed to the point that it's no longer considered to be bosser. So what's the machlokus? So one opinion says that since the Torah states clearly that what are you supposed to do with the nevela, you give it to the ger toshav. You go ahead and you give it to your friendly neighborhood, Ger Toshav, and let him eat it. So it's mashma that what that determines, when is it considered nevela, as long as another human being is willing to eat it, one that's not obligated in the mitzvah. So, but if it decomposes that he no longer would be willing to eat it, then it's no longer considered to be nevela. That is one opinion. 
There is another opinion that holds that no, that as long as, like we have by chametz coming up, as long as a dog is willing to eat it, then it still has the prohibition associated with it. So therefore, even if a person won't eat it, but if a dog is still willing to eat it, it's royal achilles kelev, then it still has the prohibition of nevela. And if for some reason a, a Jew would eat it, even though it's no longer fit for human consumption, but it's fit for dog consumption, he could, it could be in violation, or, and he could transmit tumah. That, that's the, that's the machlokas. And now, our shaila is what happens if the meat is decomposed and it's liquefied. Now, the Gemara assumes right now that that form, when, when it liquefies already, it's decomposed to the point that a human would no longer want to eat it. But a dog might still want to go ahead and eat it. And therefore, our shaila is only pertinent if you hold that a that what determines nevela is going to be fit for human consumption. And our shaila is: is there netzel? Is there netzel uh, 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 by a? Uh, is, is there netzel by tumas nevela? That's not a shaila if you hold that tumas nevela has to be fit at least for human consumption. Because if you hold. That it has to be fit for human consumption, but it's no, no, but once it's no longer fit for human consumption, then there's no longer a vela. Because if it's already netzel, the understanding is it's no longer fit for human consumption, so then there's no shaila. Why is there no shaila? Because it's not fit for human consumption, so obviously it does not transmit tumor. So there's no need to learn it out from, oh, you see, by, 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 by tumor's mace, that netzel transmits tumor. What about nevela? No, because by nevela it's not going to be transmitting tumor. Nothing to do with netzel. It's just no longer fit for human consumption. So the shaila is not a shaila. You have no problem with the shaila if you hold that the, the, the red line of nevela is fit for human consumption. But if you hold, and what is assuming in the question, that the red line is animal consumption that a dog would be willing to eat it, so then you still have your shaila. If netzel, is, is, does netzel transmit tumor like by tumas mace, is there net, the netzel by tumor, by, by tumas nevela? Yeah, an animal still would be able to choose, so din nevela could still apply, or maybe no, when the Torah says, that, the, the, that there, there's nevela if it's baser form, but not once it's liquefied, so the shaila still remains. So therefore, this will work out, means there won't be a shaila. Tumah chamura is considered to be that the tumah that is able to transmit tumah to something else. So tumah chamura, more serious tumah, ad ger, which like tumah's nevela, which goes until the capacity that a ger tosha would be willing to eat it for human consumption. Tumakala, when it comes to the susceptibility of the Kabul tumor, again, it's not really pertinent to our subject here, but foods are susceptible to Kabul tumor. So when is a food still considered to be a food to be susceptible to Kabul tumor? That's Adla Kelev. That, uh, that is, that's when your only animal consumption makes a difference. Susceptibility by a Tumakala. A Tumakamura, which we're discussing now, to transmit tumor, such as Tumas Nevela, so then Shapa, you had no Shaila. Because if since it's below the threshold of human consumption once it becomes netzel, so therefore it's not able to transmit tumor, not a problem. Elamanda Amar, that even a tumor chamura, even tumor that transmits tumor, like tumor snevela, a tumor chamura, adukelev, not just tumor kala, but even tumor chamura, that the, 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 the law, where we draw the line is, will a dog be willing to eat it? So then my ikalamema, what are you going to say? 
do we learn Netzel from Tumas Meis applies by Tumas Nevela? Or do we say that no, that, that we don't learn out Netzel from Tumas Nevela, even though it's still Roy Lachilis Kalev, but it has to be in its Basar form to transmit Tumas Nevela. If it's in its liquid form, it does not have the din of Kazai's Basar to transmit Tumas. That the Shaila is, um, is, is a Shaila according to that opinion. So Moses Toshima, I'm going to bring you a riot. Now, the, the, the riot that's being discussed over here is actually a tesefta that's brought down in Sechus Chulin, and it's dealing with the, uh, uh, the, the facts that come from a, 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 uh, a, a kosher bird that was not slaughtered correctly. Nevela of a kosher bird. So now, the nevela of a kosher bird, very interesting, is that only transmits tumor if you swallow it. It's a, not necessarily just touching, but swallowing. But it's talking about the vela of the fats of a kosher bird. And the issue over there is as follows. It says like this, Himchuhu. If that person heated up the fats, so you took fat schmaltz and you liquefied it with heat. You went and liquefied it, or in the fire. Tameh, it still retains its... Uh, its, qual- its properties of tumor, even though it's become liquefied, right? But, uh, but if you let it, uh, you left it outside and the heat is what liquefied it, so then, tahar, that would be considered to be tahar. Now, the, 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 uh, the, the, the Gemara is under the assumption, which we're going to stick with, is if you liquefy it, if you, if you, if you liquefy it, so it with, with heat, so then, in such a case, there is not, there is no real, uh, uh, decomposition of the item, because it happens very quickly when you heat it with fire. But if you leave it in the sun, it will first decompose, it'll first decompose before it liquefies, right? And therefore, it will, at this point, the most students will not be fit for human consumption if it decomposes in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the sun. Now, but we see though, the one assumes that, yeah, a, a human might not be willing to eat liquefied sun, liquefied schmaltz. But a dog would be willing to eat it. So there, but is Roy Lachilas Kelev. And still it says that is Bahama is Tahor. It is considered to be Tahor. Now the question is why Bahama is it Tahor? Now Tozas explains over here that when you do it with heat, that's considered to be, that's actually a, the, the, the way they used to eat schmaltz is they used to heat it and eat it. So that's considered to be a normal achila. And therefore even in, when you, when you heat it up yourself, that's, that, 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 that's, that is a way of eating it. And therefore the person who does uh, consume it in such a way will become tame from that consumption. But if it was done in the sun, but it's no longer fit for human consumption, right? Even though we assume it's fit for animal consumption, then no longer will have the capacity to transmit tumor. Now why not? If you learn the laws of Netzel from Tumas Mace, then even if it's been liquefied uh, in the sun, but it should still transmit tumor because the chorus still fit lachilas kelav. We're going with the shita now. That's roy lachilas kelav. He's al gadayt of ad lachilav. That the threshold is that a dog be willing to eat it. So afila nami. So even in the sun, it should still be uh, have the properties and capacity to transmit tumor. So therefore, 
must be that we don't learn out the laws of Netzo, that Netzo, when something decomposes naturally on its own, and even, and that forces it, and that makes it become liquid, it no longer has the capacity to transmit tumor, even if it's still Roy Lachilas Kelev, yeah, not only by the laws of Tumas Mace, but even by the laws of Tumas Nefeila, and that would be pushed to Shiloh. And then one says, the Chori, uh, is that you don't have a Raya. But then one is going to say, again, your assumption is incorrect. If it has liquefied, the bird fat liquefies in the sun to the point you left it there that it became liquid, the level of decomposition that occurs becomes so putrid that what? That not only won't a human consume it, but you, they, this is no longer even, you know, alcohol. It will not, will not be alcohol. Dogs will not eat it in that form. And therefore, that's why it's tar. Not because there's no dinetzo by Thomas Nevela. Because it's not When will it liquefy when you leave it in the sun? Basar de Isruch Bachama. After it has become completely putrid in the sun. And Kaver the Isra, and once it has become so putrid, how will it offer? Mom becomes like dirt, and even your dog will not be willing to consume this mixture. Okay. Let's go to something now different a little bit. We're going to sidestep and, uh, and, and, and bring in, uh, a Mishnah from Machshirim. Now, this Mishnah is dealing with something called Nitzuk. What is Nitzuk? So, Nitzuk is, let's say you have two vessels, right? The bot, one is on top of the other one. The bottom one, the vessel is Tomeh. The top one is Tahar, and you're pouring the liquid from the top vessel to the bottom vessel, but in a way that there is a continuous stream from the top vessel to the bottom vessel. And the discussion is whether or not the tumor that is in the bottom vessel can travel upstream and make not only the contents of the top vessel tome, maybe even the top vessel itself. So does the tumor travel upstream when you have what's called nitsuk? Nitsuk again is this uh, stream, the stream, so right? When you do taharas, you're supposed to be pouring, you know, you have the buckets of water, mm. and you're supposed to be pouring, everybody has to pour the buckets at the same time, so you get the 40 saw mm. over, over the mace. Right, so the shayla would be, does the tumma travel up? I mean, you're in, the, you're in the same room anyway with the mace, so there's not even a shayla over there. But, alright, so anyway, the point is that that would be the issue, that's the issue at hand. I'm just trying to think of it. Right. But again, so that would be, so that's like, it's none. So we learned in the Mishnah. It's the Mishnah in Machshim. Kala Nitzuk Tahor. That actually, that under normal circumstances, we don't say that because there is a stream connecting the bottom kli to the top kli, that the tumma goes upstream and makes the top kli and contents of the top kli tumma. That nitzuk is not, that connection does not create tumma. Chutz, except the Tanakhama says, midvarsh hazifim, if you have this zifim honey, the zifim honey was a, 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 a very thick type of honey, alright, and, and hatsatichis. So these are two types of honey, whether they have other things mixed into them or not, it's not clear whether that's the name of the place where they're from, but it's a very, very thick, it's much, the, the, it's much more viscous than a regular type of honey. So in such a case, the Tanakhama says, 
that the stream does create a chibur, a connection, and then the status of the lower kli will impact on the upper kli if that stream, that bond has been formed. Right? With me? Now that's the Tanakhama, that's actually Beis Hillel, Shita, Beis Shammai, and two more things to the Tanakhama's list. Mikvah is like a porridge, like grits. So if you have mikvah shall grease him, that's from split bean. Veshel pull is whole bean. So if you have porridge from split bean or whole bean, that that too will create the problem of nitzuk affecting the top kli as well. But they give a reason why. What's the reason they say? Because there is elasticity. There's an elasticity in the substance that when you, when the stream is disconnected, the, the stream recoils and goes back into the top kli. And that's why it's metama the top kli, because of the elasticity of these two substances. Now, the Tanakhama never gave a reason. The Tanakhama just said, Nitzuk is not a problem unless it's these two forms of honey which are very thick. But didn't say the reason. Shammai says, I'm going to add two more. Pro, two more things, that there's two types of porridge that the bottom clee will affect the top clee because, but he says the reason is because of the recoil of the stream back into the top clee. So because of, he says, Mibnesha, he soled this la'achara. Yad soledis bo is the shear on Shabbos. You're learning Hilcha Shabbos. What's the shear of Yad soledis? That it's something that's got the hot, hidden, uh, is that if you touch it and your hand recoils. recoils. That's soledis is the, so the, in these cases, the stream recoils back into the top kli. Now, boy, Rami Barchama. Rami Barchama asked the following Shiloh. We said that by liquids, by liquids, there's no nitzuk. That the Mishnah said unequivocally. Nitzuk, other than the two types of honeys, there's no liquids. The question is, what about if you have foods? Or batter. Foods, or batter would be, that is a food that is in, 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 a, in a somewhat liquid form, but is the etzim a solid, a much more of a solid mass. Does, is there a concept of nitzuk that the bottom uh, kli will affect the top kli, right? Now why? Why is he asking that over liquids? So we'll see. Yesh nitzuk be'ochlin or ain nitzuk be'ochlin. Is there this this bond that causes the 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 tumor to go upstream to the top kli in a case of foods? Miamrinan, do we say mishum de isbehu riri? Do we say that the pshat is that uh, when 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 you pull away? Uh, the, the honey, the case of the honey, when you pull it away, they, they, it doesn't pull away cleanly. It pulls away with, um, with strands. Mm. It pulls away with strands. And that's why maybe in the case of the honey, they also, that's a concept of that elasticity concept, that these strands will now pull back and, uh, and affect the upper cleat. But when it comes to a food, Food does not have that, generally a food does not have that elasticity or those, those strands. And when you separate the bond, wherever you separated, that's where it separates. And you don't have to worry about any, any kind of recoil or something going, uh, uh, pulling back, right? So maybe then it would not apply by foods. So therefore, is the pshat niyam in the mishum, the isbuhuriri, that by, by, uh, the cases, let's say, of the honey, 
where you have those with, with, with the Tanakhama held it is problematic, right? It's because of similar, like, like the case of Beishamai. And then it comes out of Machlokas and Metzias. It's based on, the, do we have these strands that have the elasticity? Beisila holds only in the case of honey where you have that problem. But you don't have it in the case of foods, such as the case, even, even the case of porridge. Meshamai says, I know in the case of par- these two porridges, you do have that Shiloh. But then it comes out, there'd be no problem, there's no Nitzuk. A Nitzuk Le'ochlin, right? That would be the one side of the Shiloh, right? Or maybe, so the honey, they don't have those strands that, 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 that pull back. Or do we say the pshad is, maybe the reason that the, the honey, the Tanakhama held, that this thick honey, it's considered like one piece. It's like considered like a solid mass. Since it's so thick, now if it's a solid mass, by connecting the uh, two kailin with this solid mass, it's as if what? It's as if you've joined them. And therefore, it's got nothing to do with elasticity that we're afraid it's going to bounce back or not. It's because you've joined them. And liquids don't have the capacity to join the top clee and the bottom clee because it's not considered like a solid mass. But foods, on the other hand, might be viewed as a solid mass. And since it's viewed as a solid mass, then the top clee would be affected by the bottom clee. So really what we're trying to figure out the Tanakama, Beishilo, did not give us a reason why the hell these two types of honeys are problematic. If the reason is because they hold of the elasticity concept and they, these honeys have that elasticity as opposed to other liquids, so then foods generally would not be a problem because foods don't have elasticity. But if it's because these two honeys are more of a solid mass, they're considered to be like one unit, then foods would be problematic because foods for sure have that concept of a solid mass. That's the Shiloh. We're trying to clarify because they shine by the... Why, they, why wouldn't fats be the same? Thing? What's that? Fat. Fats would be maybe fall under the same exact like foods, right? They would be the same thing. Right. Now, so says it more like this. So let's see. So I'm a rover. He says, I'll bring you a raya from, this is how it circles back to what we started with today. Chelev ha-meis. If you have uh, schmaltz, fats, that come from a corpse, shahu shalem, that it's intact, right? The fats of the corpse are intact. And for some reason, you heated it up. You uh, heated it up and it liquefied, right? Nevertheless, Tomei, it still retains its Tumas Mace, right? Its Tumas Mace does not go away because it's become a liquid form over the original solid form. The same way as the Tuma was transmissible in its solid form, the Tuma is transmissible in its liquid form, where you heated it up. Now, what happens? Now, let's say in the solid form, it was crumbly already. It wasn't one solid kazayas. Now, if it's not one solid kazayas, it's little pieces that together would have the volume of a kazayas, but they're not in one kazayas form. So, in the solid form, they don't transmit, transmit tumor. Why don't they transmit tumor in the solid form? Because... Because, because no, no, because these these pieces are 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 separated from one another. So that they, 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 each piece is smaller than eyes. So even though collectively there's a size, it doesn't matter. But in terms of having the capacity to transmit to a space, there has to be at least one piece that's a kazais, and here you don't have it. But what happened over here was the hitiko. Now this person went and liquefied it. Now when you liquefied it, lechora they joined together. 
Well, now that they join together, you do have a Kazayas in one place. Nevertheless, it's Tahar. Why? Because if in its solid form, it did not have the capacity, artificially connecting it through human chibur, when a human connects it, that's not considered to be a valid chibur, and therefore it does not have the capacity of the metameh to mesmeis, because in its solid form it did not have that capacity, so it does not have that capacity, it's liquid form, because when a human combines it, chibur of a human being is not considered to be a chibur. We don't have to get into the read, that's a side side point. But that, that's, therefore, what's it doing to the ratio? And the ratio, in its solid form, there was a kazayas. So now you're liquefied and it retains its tumor. But in its, uh, in, 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 um, in the safer, where it never had the capacity in the solid form to transmit tumor, now that you're liquefied, it's, even though now it's formed, it desires, but it's formed through artificial means, through a person doing it, it does not transmit tumor. Now what do we want to bring a ride from here? The mother wants to bring a ride. The assumption right now is that what happens when you heat up a slow, gradual heat, the Gemara is assuming. You take a, 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 a kazayas of schmaltz, of, of solid fat, and you start heating it up. It will begin to crumble on its own. It will become to fall apart. However, it will be connected still. Like you said, fat has the, will have the, let's say, the stri- strands attached to it. Now, at the end, when it gets to that high heat, It'll reconstitute as one piece, one solid, no one solid, one liquid mass. It'll come together. But, be, but till it gets to that point, it does begin to crumble. The only thing is, it's still connected with strands. Right? Now, what the Gemara wants to bring a Raya is, what did we say over there? That it is Tomei. It does transmit Tumma. Now, Lechora, once you say it transmits Tumma, what you have to say is that you see that by foods, you have to say that uh, Nitzuk, that, that, that is considered to be problematic, that the bond created between foods does still constitute a problem. Because if a bond that's created by strands of food is not consider, considered to be problematic, all right. Now, there the issue is not elasticity. There the issue is, because I guess this thing is not that it recoils. There the issue is that just that there's a, there's a it's, it's considered to be like one mass, even though it separates, it's got the strand, we still view it as one mass. It has to be, because if we don't view it as connected, then when it began to crumble, it lost its capacity as a solid to transmit tumor. Now that you went and now as a liquid put it back together, it should be like the second halacha, which it does not become, it, it loses its capacity to transmit tumor. Yet in the first case, we're saying it does not lose its capacity to transmit tumor. It still retains its capacity to transmit tumor, even though it began to crumble. Why? Because it still has those uh, strengths. Must be that by food, nitzuk is considered to be still problematic. That's the if you tell me that those strands do not cause a bond by food, right? So then, uh, even when it started off being shalom, but when you started heating it up, it should at some point start crumbling. And even if it's connected by strands, but there's no there's no there's no nitzuk uh, by food, so it should become tar as well. It must be that there is nitzuk by food, which that's why it's not problematic. Comes along Rav Zayr. Rav Zayr says that your raya is not a raya because who said over here we're talking about that you gradually started heating it. 
Maybe we're talking about you drop this into something that was such intense heat that the liquefying happened immediately. If the liquefying happened immediately, it wouldn't begin crumbling. Immediately it went from being a solid mass to becoming a liquid in one in, in, in one in column. It never broke off and was only connected through strands. So you have no raya. The reason why it is tame is because it never actually crumbled. But if it would be slow heat that crumbled and only would be connected through strands, maybe in such a case, if there's no nitzig by ochlin, then that would not be tame. It would, it would become tohor. So let's see inside. I'm Rab Zera. I know my Rab Dino. I and Madre Davino, Targamino, we explained it that you don't have a raya, Hakmayaskina, and you're going to Bahadi the Mirtach, that at the time, immediately, at the, that it, it was, at, at, at the time it was, you heated it, it was already boiling. When you put that in, it was already, at that time, it already had reached a boil. And therefore, at that moment, Salik Amuda, the Bach, the, 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 the Rosh takes out the word Denura, that, that, that there was a, a immediate column, the Pumidaman, that went from the bottom all the way to the top, one column of Schmaltz. Immediately, it went up that way, that liquid. And it was not, never crumbled and, and relied on strands because there were no strands in such a case. There was no nitzuk. It became immediately from one solid uh, 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 piece to a column of liquid schmaltz. The karash and, and, and then, uh, and then, and, and then it uh, congealed at that point. The izekula gabe adari, it remained all in one piece and then you have no rhyme. Amalei Ravina Ravashi, Toshima, I'll try to bring a ride from the following. Let's take a look at our, uh, at, at the, at the Mishnah that we brought at the beginning of the Ahmed. What do we say over there? That the Sehel's position was, when is the Nitzuk by certain types of honeys? Beishamai said, no, we consider not only certain types of honey, but we consider even by these porridges. Now they gave a reason. What did they say the reason these porridges, there's a Nitzuk? Because of elasticity. Because the elasticity that it will cause it to recoil at the time of the top thing. Now the Gemara assumes that the fact what they're doing is that no, we agree with you in the case of honey, right? But we hold that not only in the case of honey, we add the porridge. Means the Gemara is assuming from Beishamah you see the reason by the case of honey. What's the reason by the case of honey? Because of elasticity. And we're just saying is that we don't consider there's a problem of elasticity only in the case of honey. We consider there to be elasticity problem even in the case of the porridge. And that becomes the debate. But in the case of honey, then even they still will say the problem is elasticity. That's the assumption. Now if you tell me that's the issue because of the recoiling of the strands, that means a regular food which does not have that elasticity, that recoiling, would not be problematic. And therefore, the one wants to bring a riot from the reason that Beishamai gave to understanding that that's the reason of Beishilo, and that we posted our Shiloh. It's only a problem when it recoils back, but it's not a problem that we view it as one connecting piece. And therefore, foods would not have a nitzah. That's the riot that one of wants to bring. So let's take a look inside. Sigmar says like this. That I include in the list where it's going to be a nitsuka problem, even in the case of porridge, of, of, of split beans, which will pull in whole beans, because they recoil backwards, there's elasticity. So therefore must be that that's the reason in base hillel too, are the case of the honey, and it's got nothing to do with being one mass. 
The Gemara says that's not a raya. Midi iria has the mission this michin hach mishum niri. The fact you have no raya, Beis Shammai's reason has no bearing on Beis Hillel's reason. Beis Hillel could hold that the reason because of the honey, because it makes it like a food, it makes it thick, and then it's considered one mass, which therefore all foods would have that quality. The fact that Beis Shammai said in the case of the porridges because there's elasticity doesn't mean that the reason for Beis Hillel is because of elasticity. It could be because it's michin because one food, and really it is a shy that is like Ipshita, it's a shayla that has not been resolved. Let's go to the next case. Next case, the Mishnah was Alamale Ad Male Tarbud Rekem. But if you have a ladle full food of decomposed corpse dust, that also requires that the Nazir have to go through the process of Taglachas and bringing carbon if he comes into contact with this ladle full of corpse dust. Now, what the Gemara wants to know, it's not clear how big is the ladle. What shear is a ladle? What is a ladle? I mean, a ladle can be multiple shear. And what is a ladle? I would use the ladle that's used in the base of Megdash. Okay, what ladle is that? The, uh, when he, the Kohen Gadol on the Avodah uh, Yom Kippur, he grabs a ladle. I remember there's a, he had to be very dexterous. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see. That could be that actually, we'll see that it, it could be that one of the positions hold that way. The Kama Shira, what is the shear of this ladle? So Chizki Amar Malapisas Hayad. It is the, uh, the palm of your hand. Which means from your wrist to your knuckles, not including your fingers. Your fingers right? Rabbi Yochanan Amar Malechafna. That's the shear in the Beis Hamikdash. Actually, that he used to chafna. Now the Rambam learns two handfuls, but most Rishonim learn it's a your whole one handful. I mean, it's not just including your palm, but it's also including your fingers as well. So it's, there's a machlok. Is it a ladle? that is only the palm of your hand, or is it a ladle that goes all the way from your wrist to the tips of your fingers? Okay, that's a machlok, I'm a roim and Now, the Gemara brings down the following. This is a Mishnah in, uh, in, 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 in Chulin, I believe. Male tarvad rekev sha'amru. It's interesting, I think, exactly why would they argue about something that is clearly a Mishnah? Is it a, is it a Mishnah or a Tosefta, maybe? Uh, should it be Mishnah? Yeah, it's a Tisefta. It shouldn't be a Tanan. It should be a Tanya. Maybe. I'm not sure. Anyway. Right, but the Mishnah, it's hard to hear that they would argue about something that's a fair Mishnah. If it's a Brysa, then it could be that they didn't know the, Mish- the Brysa. So it must be a Tanya. Male Tarvud Rekev. What is the sheer for Tarvud Rekev, Sha'amru? Now the Mora understands right now in the first understanding of this uh, of, uh, first shot at it, it's from the base of your fingers, which uh, the base of your fingers we understand is your knuckles, your top knuckles, until the tips. So it's it's the area that goes from the base of the knuckles to the tips of your finger. That's the shear of Malatarvan of, of this corpse dust, okay? Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Malachafnav, I'm not sorry, there's no place. Chachamimari, Malachafnav. Now they say it's the full handful. The full handful, including your fingers. Now, Bishlam, Rabbi Yochanan, Damak Rabbonin. Rabbi Yochanan's ruling fits the, the, the Rabbonin's sheets of the Deceptive. He said, Malachafnav. One hand, according to the Moses, showing him two hands, according to the Rambam. But either way, his, uh, his position is substantiated by the Tanoic position of the Rabbonin. Right? He might not have known the Bryson, but that's the sheet that comes out fine. But Chizkiah, come on, Chizkiah, the Amora Chizkiah, who said that it has the palm of your hand, that doesn't go not like the Rabbanan, and Pashat, not like Rav Meir. Because the Rabbanan said it's the whole hand, 
And he said it's only the palm of the hand, not including the fingers. And it doesn't go like Rav Meir, because Rav Meir never, never said anything about the palm. What did he say? He said from the knuckles until the tips, right? So it doesn't fit Rav Meir either. So who does Chizkiah go like? He can't argue with Rav Tanayim. So Chizkiah, come on, look Rav Meir, look Rav Bonan. So the Gemara gives two answers. Amri, the Bnei Yashir, the first answer is, is actually it's the same shear. The shear of the palm of your hand is equivalent to the shear of your knuckles to the tips of your fingers. So they're just calling it different ways, right? Chizkiah said it's the palm of your hand. Rav Meir said from the knuckles to the tips of your fingers. But it's mamish the same shear. So therefore, it's not contradictory. It's actually the same amount in terms of how much the malatarka, the, the, the ladle has to be. So therefore, so uh, when it says like this, Amri, the Yeshiva said, the first answer they gave is, uh, that that the shear of your palm and from the knuckles lamala to the tips of the fingers is one shear, right? Now that's uh, one answer. So Mimai, he gives a new answer, a different answer. He said, "What was the lotion of the uh, of of the of Rav Meir?" He said, "From the your the." from the base of your fingers, from the knuckles, until the top. Now we assume the base of your knuckles until the top means from your knuckles to the tips of the fingers. He says, no, when you hand, hold your hands down, the base of your knuckles to the top would refer to what? The fingertips to the knuckles. No, that, that's what we thought it means, that's when you hold your hands up. And the base to the top means when you the knuckles. But if your hands are downwards, which people, the way people keep their hands up, the base of your knuckles to the top would mean from your knuckles to your to your wrist, oh. which means that the shear that Rav Meir is giving actually is mamish the shear of the palms of your hand. So mamish is saying the same thing, exactly the same thing as what Chizkiya said. That's the answer that he wants to give. So he says as follows. So he says, that who says the shear that was given by Rav Meir means from the, from the, 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 the base of your fingers, your knuckles, means Larosh, means the tips of fingers. Who says that's what he means? Diamalamata means maybe it means going down to your wrists. Malamata means day, going down towards your body. But the reason why it calls it top is because when you hold your hands down, your ribs or your your wrist is above your knuckles, and that's what he means. which is mamish the sheer of your palm. And uh, even though Algamara says take who tells us to take it out, because we never asked it as a shaila per se. So it's not what I've a halachic query, it wasn't a shaila. It happens to be two different things. A machlokis tanoi, machlokis amaroi. So Taisa says should not say the word take who. But anyway, we have reconciled the shita of Chizkiah with the shita of Rav Meir. Two answers. And we'll stop over here, John. So.